Welcome, welcome, welcome to Real Talk with KR. A voice for the independent and a place for the independent minded. As we say, if the truth does not hurt sometimes, then you have to look at what you're being fed. Divided government or divisive government? That is the topic today. Democracy is a beautiful system, if it is done right. It is supposed to be messy because we have two parties with different ideas on how to move the country forward. But if you want to know why democracy is the best form of government, we only have to look at other major countries with different forms of government. Like Russia, a socialist government where the president gets over 80% of the vote every time and opposition leaders are poisoned. Or China, a communist country with a president for life. And the only way to prosperity is to steal from others, use force or slave labor to make their products, and any opposition is incarcerated and never heard from again. But in this country, we impeach presidents, we investigate governors like the governor of New York, and we attempt recalls of governors like the governor of California. That is the difference. We hold our politicians accountable. But only when it is divided government, Democrats and Republicans bringing forth their ideas, debating those ideas and compromise would this democracy work. But this is not what is happening today. We have been divisive. So how did we move from an exchange of ideas to no compromise and I hate you type of government and public? I will tell you how. It happened before my very eyes. 1980s, 83, 84 maybe, I would meet with some guys every other Sunday for about three or four hours. Then one day, one of the fellows came and said that he would not be coming anymore. He was a lawyer and he was going over to London to start negotiations for Ted Turner because Ted Turner wanted to expand into the London market. Now, I was a big Ted Turner fan because before Ted Turner, you only got the news in the afternoon, most of the soap operas during the day on ABC, NBC, and CBS. But Ted Turner, with his 24-7 news, would take you into Atlanta. If you wanted to go to Atlanta before, the news before, would it would have to be a huge explosion or something big before you understand what's going on in Atlanta other parts of the country. But Ted Turner would take you into the little towns and stuff. And I kind of liked that. So I did not know what going to London would mean. It seems to me it would take away 
from some of the news that we would get here in the United States. Ted Turner created a juggernaut. There was no competition. ABC, NBC, and CBS was on that side. Ted Turner had this 24-7 news all day, didn't have any competition, so all he did was reported honest news. If something happened good or bad on the right, it was reported as is. If something happened good or bad on the left, it was reported as is. Honest news. But there's always people trying to get in the market, right? And they were thinking, well, how can they get in this market? They knew if they started any broadcast, 24-7 broadcast with Ted Turner, Honest News, they would be crushed. Ted Turner had that market locked down. So how are they going to get into this market without being crushed by Ted Turner? A lot of research went into this. And the answer was to target the fringe on both the left and the right. Think about this. Two major news organizations start broadcasting in the same year, 1996. Is that a coincidence? And their goal was not to give you news, but to broadcast what those on the fringe wanted to hear. MSNBC started broadcasting early that year. Fox later that year. For MSNBC, whatever a Democrat did was good. And anything a Republican did was bad. Fox did the opposite. Anything a Republican did was great. And the Democrat was wrong. Two huge organizations hit the ground running that same year. 1996. What they started to do was take recordings, whether audio or video, and snip it to reflect other than what was intended to put a certain light on a particular politician. The old snip and dice. So this is how they got into the market. CNN in the middle, with honest reporting, Fox on the right, and MSNBC on the left. At first, CNN was doing great, but the research MSNBC and Fox did started to pan out. You see, normally, everyone wants their team to win. To feel their team is winning or on the right side in competition, sports, anything. You want to root for your team and boo the other team. And this is what those networks were betting on. So Fox started taking CNN viewership from the right. You know those people that like CNN, but they kind of Republican? Fox started taking them. And MSNBC started taking viewership from CNN on the left. Now, I was a CNN reporter, big time. I would tell people, don't listen to Fox or MSNBC because CNN gave honest news.
But, you know, we had gone global. And sometimes CNN can report all the news. And so if I tell them, if you have to find out anything and you go to Fox, don't listen to what they say about Democrats. Just listen to what they say about Republicans. And if you go to MSNBC, don't listen to what they say about Republicans. Just listen to what they say about Democrats. Because they, have, they, they will give them honest reporting. You know, positive, positive reporting. They wouldn't report the negative. But they give them, but if you go to CNN, you will get both negative and positive reporting. Do not listen to the broadcast of the opposing party because it will be all lies. But the CNN erosion got bigger and bigger. They were being pulled apart from both sides. CNN was leaking big time as more and more people liked the taste of that red meat that they were getting from the other two networks. CNN started having a problem. Honest News was going by the wayside. And those two networks even adopted one of CNN formats. CNN would have people from opposing parties come on on a show called Crossfire. It first started with uh, Pat Buchanan and then Robert Novak took over later. And they were having, it was a success. The two networks saw the success of the show and adopted it. Some of which you see today. Sometimes you go on CNN or, or Fox or MSNBC and they have their host and they have people, but now they used to have people from opposing views. Now they're so left and right that they just have their own people on there. And they would talk to them or debate them. And you see that today. That is from Crossfire, CNN's Crossfire. So 1996, although we did not know it at the time, is the start, in my opinion, of how a democracy moved from a government and people debating issues and coming to a compromise to, divisive, to this divisive, hateful situation we find ourselves in today. The public was fed what the networks thought that they wanted to hear instead of what they should hear, which was the straight news. By the way, during this research, the two networks probably looked at Rush Limbaugh. He had a syndicated radio show, the EIB Network, and was huge, was a huge success. He started around 1988, you know, so they had like maybe eight years of research to see how he started in 88 and how successful he was. And I believe that was one of the major research they do, both MSNB and, CNC and, and uh, Fox. You understand, I'm not talking about the host of the shows, I'm talking about the guys in the back room, the CEOs of the corporations that owned the networks. Those are the people that were looking at Rush and how successful he was. Now, 
you can go on CNN or Fox or any one of these guys, and you would see hosts showing the stain, actual hosts showing the stain with eye rolls and even calling people names and getting away with it. They couldn't have gotten away with that 30 years ago, but they get away with it now. So there comes a time when CNN could no longer sustain the erosion of their viewership, of the viewing audience. To survive, they had to make a decision, a business decision. And the decision was by those guys in the back room to bear left. Left because it would be a struggle to go up against Fox on the right. Fox was doing way better than MSNBC. So there was more room on the left with MSNBC. Again, I am not talking about hosts. That's what we see. But the big corporations that swore a handoff approach when they took over these news organizations, they swore a hands-off approach when coming to the news. They were only looking at the green. Big business is controlling these networks. A fine example of this hands-off approach that they fooled us on even happened in the recent election. Bloomberg, Michael Bloomberg, the owner of Bloomberg News, who swore a hands-off approach to Bloom Bloomberg News. He was just the owner. He would let them do whatever they want to do. But guess what? They were forbidden to report anything on Michael Bloomberg that might put him in a negative light while he was candidate for president. Right there in front of your face. And all these networks are owned by big corporations to do their bidding, just like the Bloomberg News did Michael Bloomberg's bidding. So CNN, as a business decision, moved left with MSNBC and you had Fox on the right. This was followed by the print media. I mean, everybody has seen the success of what red meat can do. The money is right if you do it this way. Honest report and be damned. So it's the news media that started this country down the path of divisiveness. Think about it. 30 years ago, Donald Trump could not say he could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and be elected president of the United States. Nancy Pelosi could not be the Speaker of the House by disrespecting the President of the United States, tearing up his State of the Union address as the President leaves the podium. This could not have happened, but it is happening now because we have been brainwashed into hating the opposition. Instead of an exchange of ideas that will come to a reasonable conclusion, it is no longer 
what I don't like, that I don't like your opinion. I hate you. And this was exemplified by our leaders. Trump and Pelosi. This is where we are. The news media moved the public and the politicians followed. They followed the public. The news media moved the public, the politicians followed. Take Portland, for instance. There have been riots in Portland for a year by a group known as Antifa. For many months as this riot was going on, Democrats refused to comment on it. When Jerry Nadler, one of the managers of Trump impeachment, was finally asked about the riots, he replied that Antifa rioting in Portland was a myth. Republicans are still saying that January 6th riot on the Capitol was not as bad as it seems. Imagine that. They stormed the Capitol. And Republicans are saying it's not as bad as it seems. 30 years ago, they could not get away with this, these statements. They know their public don't want to hear anything, no matter how bad it is. They don't want to hear anything negative about their party or their politicians. What do you think the Democrats were thinking when Trump commented about women on the bus and what he said about Megyn Kelly? They were thinking there's no way this guy could get elected. But he got elected. And what do you think Republicans were thinking when they saw the President of the United States giving the State of the Union address and as he leave the Speaker of the House take the State of the Union speech and tore it up right in front of the camera behind his back. And why do you think these politicians think they can do these things? It is because they know their public and they know they would get an applause from their side for demeaning their opponents. You could pick them up with their attitude and place them in the same position 30 years ago. Just think about it. Take Nancy Pelosi and Donald Trump and place them 30 years ago in their same positions. You would not see any of this nonsense. Pelosi would not dare tear up that speech and Donald Trump well, if he did talk about people in that manner, he would not be president. And all started in 1996. The big guys behind the scenes, licking their fingers and counting their green. I remember Fox host that had a radio show. And he said, Barack Obama is not my president. And now I remember there would be a fight to get our guy in office.
But if by chance the other guy wins, he is president of all the people. And we will respect that. But to say Barack Obama is not my president, it blew me. It made me feel, wow, where is this country going? When you have hosts like that making statements like that. This is the United States. Donald Trump, Barack Obama, and now Joe Biden is our president. Look, the way to do this is I will respect yours and you will respect mine. Every four years we get to change. We get to change a president every four years. There's a reason that this country has been so successful. We have 350 million people in this country and the largest economy in the world. In 1989, the former USSR and China had even a larger population with resources. The USSR was a failure and China only prospered by theft. We became successful by allowing the public to the breath of freedom, freedom to think, compare ideas and compromise. We have entered a time where we say, it is my way or the highway. We saw it both with the Democrats in the House and the Republicans in the Senate. For us to change this attitude, the news media have to change their partisan reporting. Example, ABC, NBC, and CBS so far gave about 15 minutes together on the sexual harassment situation with Como. CNN was late picking it up. And of course, Fox was all over it. If it was on the other side, you just have to change the networks. It'd be great if we had a little less Fox and more of the networks, the other networks reporting on it. So this is where we are. The news media feed their people garbage. And as they say, garbage in, garbage out. And if they don't check themselves, it is going to get worse. Because there's little trust in our system. And I hope with the next election, we can rebuild trust in the system. And let's not have Hillary Clinton saying Trump is an illegit illegitimate president and Trump, saying, and Trump saying the election was stolen. Let's do our best to ensure that the election is fair and the trust we abide in as a result. 
Although we have a ways to go, let us travel the path to do better. As a country, together. Together, and making this great country even better. Thank you. God bless. Good day.